Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, hello, my lovely, sweet Valentines. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Wave podcast. My name is Sarah, and I will be your guide through this adventure of an episode um, to set the scene for you guys and spill the tea, of course, because that's what we have to do here on the Wellness Wave. I just got out of the shower not too long ago, did a full skincare regimen and my skincare 12 steps might look a little bit different than the average because I focus way less on what I'm putting on my skin and more so on what I'm actually doing to my skin mechanically speaking or manually speaking so let's see I did the jojoba oil cleanse I didn't do honey tonight but I do honey if I want to exfoliate I did use a um, Youth to the People peptide serum as a kind of base to use my SolarWave uh, light therapy, red light therapy, and microcurrent wand. That thing I feel has really been a game changer for my skin. I then rolled my face just clean and dry uh, once that that um, peptide serum had completely soaked in and then I put on a little bit of rose hip oil and oh you know I just realized that I intended to put ice globes on my face and I just totally forgot anyways that's fine maybe I'll go grab them part of the way through this episode then I just ate some leftovers uh chicken broccoli and zucchini with um some coconut aminos some avocado and some cucumber. I've got to be transparent with you guys. I've got to be completely real and honest because authenticity is what we're all about here, but it's a little challenging and I'll explain why. So I haven't been doing super great this past week to be real with you guys. Um, I, If you follow me on Instagram, TikTok, or keep up with my podcast, you'll know that I was really on a grind for the past month and a half or so. I was really killing it, staying on top of my my um, commitments to myself and to my community. And that all took a little bit of a tumble about a week and a half ago now because I'm having a flare-up of basically I've got a candida rash. Uh, if you have suffered from candida also known as a yeast infection and you know it's awful I fortunately don't have a vaginal yeast infection which is what is most common Um, but it's a skin infection and if you've kept up with my podcast you'll know a little bit that I've been on a health journey and I honestly it's really hard for me to come on here and talk about the specifics of what I've been going through because I, it sometimes makes me feel almost 
I guess like imposter syndrome and hypocritical would be the right way to explain how I feel because my whole brand is all about wellness and taking care of yourself and just my health journey and I sometimes feel like I'm not always the pillar of what longevity and vitality looks like. But at the same time, I recognize that a lot of people are going through the same challenges and it, I understand how frustrating it can feel when you are doing absolutely everything you can think of to take care of yourself, but you're still dealing with symptoms and you still have you know, just like so much unknown, so much ambiguity around what's going on with you. And you feel like maybe you've been to a ton of practitioners and they either brush you off or they just say you're too young to have XYZ or they just don't go deep enough or really explain the issue. And they they kind of find symptoms of a deeper underlying issue. Like, for example, I've dealt with a lot of vitamin deficiencies, but I don't have any, as far as I know, I don't have any sort of like genetic methylation issue. Anyways, it can be really frustrating and I understand and I really want to make this a space where we can make take strides towards well-being and we can control the things that we have control over such as what we're putting in our bodies and what we're putting in our minds at the end of the day however there are aspects of this life that are out of our control and they shouldn't be in our control like we shouldn't be staying stuck inside of the house afraid of being around other people because we're worried about getting sick like that's that's not how I want to personally live my life so Again, there are things that we can't control and when the sooner that we can accept that and surrender to that lack of control, then the sooner we are going to feel such a sense of relief and freedom and trust that our path is being divinely guided. We are moving through this life with a purpose that we may not be able to see right now, and that's okay. I have to trust that the reason that I keep having symptoms and flare-ups and that I keep going through these challenging phases is because this is going to reinvigorate my passion for what I do, the the lessons I teach or try to teach, the education I work to provide. In the past, I feel like I've waited to share some of my experiences until I'm on the other side of them, until I feel I've really healed from them both physically and emotionally. I just realized, though, that there's so much value in me carrying you guys along the journey with me. And I know for me personally, when I see other people sharing their stories, especially people who are around my age, because the the honest truth is it can be feel really isolating to feel unwell so frequently and not know why. It can be really easy to fall into the victim mentality trap of why me? Why is this happening? Yada, yada, yada. I get it. (laughs) I really, really get it. Through my personal health journey, 
I've it's just opened my eyes to how I am a just a human being and I'm a part of a connected scheme of happenings within the global network and I'm not special like I'm not immune to to bad things happening to me and it it's a unfortunate fact that bad things happen to good people again there are certain things that are out of our control but there's so much that is in our control such as how we perceive the things that are happening to us so yes I've had a difficult week I've also decided to cut out processed sugar, starchy vegetables for the time being, kind of like a candida diet, not as strict as some people probably go. I want to point out before before I dive any deeper that this is a temporary circumstance for me. I do not plan on this being my lifestyle forever, like being this strict and obsessive about food. I really make an effort to just be really mindful and intentional about not getting super obsessive and restrictive because that can definitely take you down a pretty bumpy path and like lead into low-key disordered eating. So I'm not encouraging that here by any means. However, I definitely encourage you to look at the foods you're eating if you start to deal with some sort of health issue. And I know that sounds obvious, but a lot of people, I think, hear that and they're like oh yeah that makes sense but then when it comes to actually applying it into their lives it's a lot more challenging than you might think since cutting out sugar and that means like honey any sort of added sugar unless it's in coconut or like a low glycemic index fruit uh yeah it's pretty much you know no processed grains for the time being just like whole grain oats and then maybe like a little bit of brown rice and white rice here and there quinoa but anyways I've been experiencing die-off symptoms can also be called a Herxheimer reaction I've gone through this before I honestly don't think candida is my issue I think it's a symptom I think that there is some more underlying stuff beneath the surface but again I haven't been diagnosed with anything I've had some blood work done that has shown that I have antibodies for certain viruses um like EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, that's a really big one that can affect a lot of people. I've also been under the under the microscope for potential Lyme, not literally under the microscope, but that's something that has definitely been questioned a bunch. Um, anyways, we can maybe do a whole another episode on my health journey and like literally every single step because it's kind of intense. Um, I'm, sh- you know, I don't, I say that knowing that things could be so much worse and I'm really 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 grateful for the health that I do have and I feel mostly okay it's just really easy for me personally being somebody who struggles with anxiety to get overwhelmed and to feel the health anxiety come up and to catastrophize and compare and go down that rabbit hole really quickly and in general that's like a big goal of this podcast is to help you develop skills to not go down that rabbit hole because once again there are things that we just can't control and there's only so much we can do but what we can control to an extent is just how we how we move forward to bounce off of that point about me comparing myself to others I find it's really easy to look at a quote-unquote like content creator or somebody who is presenting their life in a certain way, in a curated way on social media and think that they've got it all together and that they're really healthy and 
wow, they take such good care of themselves. I wish I could be like that. But the truth is like you can do all of those things and still have challenges. And a lot of times, I'm not saying this is always the case. Some people just have naturally always been really inclined to health and wellness and taking care of themselves. But a lot of the times those people have struggled a lot with some sort of health condition. And that's why they made the changes that they made in the first place. But anyways, with this die-off Herxheimer situation, I've just been feeling a lot of fatigue and digestive struggles, been feeling brain foggy. Again, I've got this rash that is kind of relentless right now. And it's really overwhelming, to be honest. But I... Coconut milk that I made with fresh ginger, turmeric, cardamom, cinnamon, and black pepper to help with the turmeric, the curcumin, I don't know if I pronounced that right, absorption. And I'm sitting here not feeling sorry for myself, and it feels really good. So yeah, your girl might have been feeling a little bit off this week, but what better time than the month of love, February, Valentine's Day, than to show myself some love and some compassion and patience and appreciate my body for all that it does for me. Because you guys, our bodies are incredible and they are constantly working and putting in so much TLC to keep us up and going and running. And when our bodies aren't functioning quite to the level that we would like them to be, whether that's we're having a hard time focusing or we are just a little tired or we're having like serious health issues, there's a whole spectrum, right? But in any case, we need to be showing our bodies how much we appreciate them. And that means loving ourselves and respecting ourselves. You can't just show yourself compassion when you're feeling good and motivated and excited and disciplined about life. It doesn't work like that. You need to be loving yourself like a mother would love her child 24-7. And I, you know, it's not going to happen 24-7. That's the reality of it. But we can at least be making an effort. We can intentionally cultivate practices and thought patterns and behaviors that show our bodies and our minds and our spirits how much we appreciate them. So with Valentine's Day, literally tomorrow, I want to share a little story that I've been reflecting on recently from when I was just a wee tot in sixth grade, 11 years old, the school that I was going to at the time, which I only went to for one year, it was a public school and I ended up switching to private school in seventh grade. <laughs> maybe this was a trigger. Maybe this was what made me realize how much I <laughs> was not happy. Anyways, but maybe a week or so before Valentine's Day, we had the opportunity to order roses for basically like it was a secret admirer thing. You could order a rose to send to somebody in your class or in the school and it was one dollar per rose so I wanting to surprise my family and give them something sweet and show my family and my loved ones how much I cared for them my naive little self ordered like six or seven roses to myself and when the time came for us to get received the roses they basically sat us all in a line in the gym I have a very vivid memory of this and 
they passed out the roses to everybody. And I remember like most people would get like one or two roses at the most. And then I got these six roses. Unfortunately, it was anonymous. So nobody knew. Um, nobody knew, I guess, that I had sent them to myself. But I think I said something to somebody. It was like, yeah, I ordered them for myself so that I could give them to my family. And I just remember, I don't remember who specifically teased me about it. But I do remember getting teased and made fun of and like low-key bullied because I ordered these roses for myself. And looking back on that, so what if I did order them for myself? Like, girl, go off. My little sixth grade 11-year-old self, like, I want to go back and give her a hug and be like, girl, you buy yourself those flowers. Hell yes, you go. But no, I was actually buying them because I was trying to be thoughtful and considerate. I remember my um, my family and some of our really close family friends went to the Blue Ridge Mountains that weekend. And I like had wrapped the roses up so carefully and put them in my bag so that they wouldn't get damaged. And I gave them to everybody on Valentine's Day. And it was really sweet and made me feel really good. What didn't make me feel really good was being made fun of for the pot like the potential of me just loving myself like middle schoolers are cruel as hell and of course I didn't get any flowers from anybody else where whereas a bunch of people in my class got flowers from other people and I only got the flowers from myself but looking back that is such a beautiful symbol of how why it's so important to care for yourself and love yourself and not care or be bothered by what other people think because at the end of the day, like me buying those flowers for myself and being able to gift them to people that I loved and and feel the joy of their gratitude and the satisfaction of knowing that I made somebody's day and was able to surprise them. I've always been such a big like surpriser. I love surprising people with gifts. I think it's so fun. Those feelings are so much more valuable than the fear of looking stupid or like you're self-obsessed or like you're trying to prove something to somebody I don't know I just I didn't thought about that in such a long time and over the past couple of days I've been reflecting on it because I was like wow people who are lacking in their own self-worth really get pumped up on hating on other people for loving themselves and subconsciously if people are hating on you for lifting your own self up and buying yourself those flowers more power to you and they're clearly projecting some subconscious insecurity period. That's all I'm going to say. To summarize, to give you the TLDR, girl, buy yourself those flowers or guy, buy yourself those flowers, whoever you are, buy yourself the damn flowers, okay? But truly, one of the most valuable skills we can learn is the ability to love ourselves and also to show ourselves compassion. So there are so many questions that come up regarding this idea of loving yourself. How do you have a healthy relationship with yourself? How do I date myself? How do I show myself that I appreciate everything that my body and mind and spirit do for me? How do I care for myself even on the hard days? In the past, I've had a really hard time enjoying myself and my solitude and being present with myself alone. And this is something I still struggle with, especially when I'm having anxiety or some sort of health flare up. I get it. I think a lot of this stems from not trusting ourselves and the only way to build that trust and to feel solid and grounded within yourself is to spend more time alone with yourself. I 
have spent many nights spiraling into anxiety, feeling FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm sure you felt this too. And then you end up pushing yourself into situations where your body and mind and spirit aren't necessarily in the right place to go, you know? A lot of times when we're feeling this resistance to solitude and to spending time with ourselves, it's actually a sign that that's what we need to be working on and doing. I find that a lot of parallels, to be honest, with what I've been going through this past week, cutting out sugar, is I've found myself really craving sugar. And I didn't, I mean, I I eat very healthy and clean in general. However, having cut out sugar this past week, it's making me realize like how much sugar and processed junk I actually was getting in my diet and eating, even though I was working on crowding those things out with healthy produce and vegetables and lots of lean proteins. There's, it's undeniable that I was still getting a lot of sugar in. So when we're experiencing the sticky, gross, uncomfortable feelings associated with being alone, that's a sign that we need to date ourselves and we need to really cultivate a healthy relationship with ourselves. When we want to be in a relationship with somebody, what is it that attracts us? This is, you know, obviously going to depend on the person. It's going to shift from person to person. But in general, we look forward to fun date nights. We look forward to intimacy and having someone that we can experience physical touch with, connection, quality time, support from another person, acts of service, and just the general excitement and enthusiasm, the butterfly feeling of falling in love. The thing is... We're not going to be able to experience this fully until we can get to know ourselves. Basically, you need to get to know yourself before you let someone else get to know you. And there are so many ways that we can do this. Some of them are a little bit taboo, (laughs) such as I'm sure you can guess. The first one is self-pleasure. Self-pleasure is such a weird topic because really taboo in general to talk about. I think it's becoming less so, but it's not taboo to talk about like hookup culture and sexual intimacy with another person. But I think it's honestly really one of the most powerful things that we can do, one of the most powerful practices that we can cultivate, Um, which honestly I think is why it's been shut down for so long. When you think about self-intimacy and the shame surrounding it, a lot of times it comes from religious institutions. And I genuinely feel like that's just been a way of keeping us suppressed and unable and hindered from tapping into our power. We've been told to prioritize everything and everyone else above our own pleasure, especially as women. Like I'm, you know, obviously I know there are people listening to this podcast who do not identify as women um, or weren't even born with female reproductive organs, whatever. But in general, I think we're we're pressured to put our pleasure last. I honestly, this is a practice like I want to be a little bit more on top of. I think when you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, it becomes really easy to let this kind of fall to the back burner because you're like, oh, I'm satisfied in that area of my life. I don't need any more of that. But when you can 
set aside some time for you to be with yourself one-on-one and really like meditate and unlock that power within. There's some really beautiful ways to do this. Like tantric yoga is a huge one. Um, or just like doing kundalini breathing. This doesn't even have to be like super blatantly sexual, you guys. Like self-pleasure can look like drinking kombucha out of a wine glass or champagne glass or taking a bath with a bunch of flower petals and some new candles. It can look like indulging in certain foods, like, I don't know, a nice dessert or chocolate, which I'm not eating now because I'm on a pretty strict uh, diet while I overcome whatever is going on with my body. Um, But the point is, there are so many ways that you can go about this. There's so many ways that you can fulfill yourself that way and, and find that pleasure. Another way that I really find pleasure is just by um like watching asmr because you get that tingly feeling on your neck and it's honestly just such a comforting calming experience for me i also love um like brushing my hair doing my skincare my self-care i find all those things to be really pleasurable especially if i'm doing my skincare while i'm watching asmr oof so next part of our relationship that we want to build with ourselves is the support and connection and you might not even get this even if you have a relationship, a healthy relationship, because other people are dealing with their own stuff and you really need to learn how to self-regulate and provide yourself with the attention that you need. That's really the only way that you are going to heal from whatever trauma you've gone through, whether it was emotional or physical trauma. Um, we have, a, we have a lot to unpack, right? So I really encourage you to work on building this muscle of sitting down with yourself and working through whatever emotions that you are feeling pulled to escape. Like you're feeling resistance to sitting with yourself as we were talking about earlier. You may feel tempted to escape and indulge in unhealthy behaviors instead, but you need to stop running away from yourself You need to sit down with yourself the way you would if somebody who you really cared about and really loved came to you upset, needing help. Like you wouldn't ignore that person and shut them down and send them away. Hopefully not if you're a good friend. But you would pull them in and be a shoulder for them to cry on and listen and give them suggestions if they asked for it. Um... And you should talk to yourself the same way. Be there for yourself. Care for yourself. Like I literally will look in the mirror and have a conversation with myself when I'm really upset, like really low, having like a literal mental breakdown and like crying at myself in the mirror. And I'll talk to myself like we are going to be okay. I know you're upset right now and like there's nothing wrong with you being upset, but I just want you to know that we are going to get through this. It's like there's two voices inside my head and this is something that can be seen in a lot of like philosophical spiritual teaching is that we have the observer and then the ego or like the higher self and the ego and those two voices are constantly at war with each other, right? And the more we can get those voices and those parts of ourselves to work together instead of against each other, like we don't want to be talking to the ego part of ourselves like you're so bad and you suck and you're like keeping me from progressing forward because that's not really the higher self talking right that's more of that like shadow self coming out um like the unhealed parts of ourselves that are feeling triggered so when we can really get the, the ego the voice that's always talking in our head and the higher self 
which is the divine, the spiritual connection to source, that internal compass, however you want to look at it, like God, however you want to look at it, Holy Spirit, (laughs) I don't know. We need to work on having a better relationship with those two voices. And I think that's why a lot of people find a lot of comfort in having that voice be like God, an external source, um, their angels or spirit guides, because it adds a little degree of separation and it makes it feel like there's a little bit less of a responsibility, a weight on ourselves to be the good voice of reason and calm and peace, right? Another thing though is I really encourage you to not label your emotions as bad or good or negative or positive because at the end of the day, all of our emotions have something to teach us about how we operate, how we perceive the world, how how we can improve to navigate things with more clarity and with fewer blockages keeping us from flowing through life. Okay, side note, I've been drinking this turmeric tea and it was with a coconut milk that I just opened and I was thinking like, this tastes so sweet. Like, wow, it's really good. Why does it taste so sweet? I just went to check the carton that I got this coconut milk out of. It's freaking sweetened and it's got seven grams of added cane syrup. Are you kidding me? I literally, (laughs) I'm glad I had only had like a third of it, but oh my god, like I am Mm, so upset right now and I should have been on me and I like when I was in the grocery store the other day I was looking I couldn't find any coconut milk and that was the only one that I saw so I just grabbed it and put it in my cart and I didn't even look at the label which is such a rookie mistake and I very rarely do that I'm normally pretty good about checking labels but I guess I was in a rush this time because I think it was one of the last things on my list <sighs> I need to take a deep breath because that I'm feeling very frustrated <laughs> and I just poured the rest on the sink. It's like I'm not drinking this. I've been doing so good all week and I could already feel it like affecting my stomach and it was very, very sweet. I knew that mm, I knew that there was some sweetener in there. Anyways, back to scheduled programming. Some ways that we can <laughs> cultivate more support and connection within our relationship to ourselves are some pretty obvious ones I think but you may not be doing them actively and I really encourage you to try and build them into your routine for at least like 10 minutes a day you guys it's really not hard and it's I don't know why it's so challenging for us to come over these initial hurdles of like just getting it done especially like the first time so my big ones are going to be journaling doing like shadow work with ourselves and it doesn't have to be specifically guided like All you need to do is just open up your journal and ask yourself how you're feeling and then start writing about it. And if that's too much, then just literally like write about what's going on in your environment. Like what are you doing right now? What have you done today? What do you plan to do for dinner? Like what have you, did you work out today? Did you sleep in? Did you cuddle your cat? I don't know. It doesn't have to be so complex and complicated. You don't have to be like writing a like, I don't know, research paper, novel, or an autobiography here. Like, we're just jotting down some ideas. If writing down full sentences sounds too complex, literally just write down some bullet points. If writing by hand sounds too difficult, just type some things into your notes. I personally find a lot of value in pen to paper, but I totally get it if that's not your cup of tea, not your vibe. We are all bio-individual beings, which means that we require different things to fulfill our unique needs. I also would recommend doing some breath work or meditating. Um, Again, this really doesn't have to be so complicated. You don't have to go from zero to 100. Like you don't have to go from never meditating a day in your life to meditating for like 40 minutes a day. 
I'm not even there yet and I've been meditating for years and that's an ultimate goal of mine but it's like you know as I always say in like literally every episode of the podcast slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be it's so true when we're building these habits we need to give ourselves grace and permission to take our time getting there we don't need to feel so rushed and pressured to be the very very best when we have literally zero experience we have so much time it's all good it's all going to be okay so set yourself a timer for one minute just close your eyes and do some breath work i use the headspace app and i have found that to be such a beautiful way for me to um, get that practice built in every day I say that as if I do it every single day I don't do it every single day I go through phases like literally everything else in my life I want it to be something I'm doing every day eventually and I, I feel like I'm getting there really soon really close but for now I'm gonna do what I can and if I skip a day or miss a day, then I'm not going to beat myself up for it. And I'm going to give myself grace because I deserve that from myself. And so do you. You deserve the compassion and self-love and forgiveness that you would give to somebody that you really loved and cared about. I say that knowing that in some cases with other people, with your loved ones, there are situations where they don't deserve your forgiveness and where you need to maybe move on and release that person from your life. Unfortunately, we don't really get the option to release ourselves. We're kind of stuck with ourselves. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I don't want you to feel like you have to somehow separate from yourself because that would be uh, not good. But I believe in you. Whatever it is that you feel fills your heart and allows you to have that connection to yourself, just do it. Just do it. Nike style. Boom. The final piece of advice I have for how to build a better relationship with yourself is to take yourself out on a freaking date, a solo date. I can't say that I have felt awkward being by myself in public in a long time, but I think it's because I've done it so often that it just feels so natural now. Like I go to coffee shops by myself all the time. I don't mind going to dinner by myself um, or taking myself out to lunch or going shopping by myself. But I think a lot of people, this this can feel really uncomfortable for a lot of people. You feel awkward and like you're waiting around for another person to do the things that you want to do, but you, you don't need to wait around. Do it yourself and you can start off slow. Again, like go to a coffee shop. Honestly, I think going to coffee shops by myself has been what has made this so easy for me because it gives you such a beautiful opportunity to romanticize your life. You can also go shopping and I also would suggest things like taking yourself to the spa, getting a massage, going to a museum, go out dancing by yourself. I mean, I haven't done that personally, but it sounds like a vibe. Go to a concert by yourself. And now, of course, in all these cases, make sure that you're letting somebody know where you're going and when you're expected to be home. Always bring like protective whatever with you. Be really mindful, of course. But in general, apart from being attentive and aware as to what's going on in your surroundings, you don't need to worry about if other people are watching you. And you need to stop waiting for some exciting thing to happen when you do go out and spend that time by yourself. You can just enjoy being by yourself, being present and grounded into the moment and observing the world around you. I don't know if you've spent some time people watching before, but it is so interesting what the universe will speak to you through these experiences. I have found 
in so many instances when I just sit by myself and watch the world go by and like listen to conversations that are happening around me not like a creepy way obviously like don't be staring at some people listening to their conversation but a lot of times I'll have so much like confirmation from the universe or just receive really interesting messages Um, and it also just helps you feel really connected to the world because you realize that a lot of people are going through very similar situations as you it may not be the exact same but there's just a lot of parallels and it's kind of a beautiful thing but I find this to be almost a form of clear clairvoyance or clairsentience it's like a more tangible 3d way to have like clear audience or clairvoyance because you start to see things and hear things that are essentially like psychic visions but they're just a little bit more tangible it's like a stepping stone to getting to that point where you can receive messages more from the the like different dimensions or whatever I just really encourage you to do these things and to be present with yourself and in the world around you and to put your phone away obviously keep it turned on in case of an emergency (laughs) but it really will give you such a beautiful sense of security in yourself and just fulfillment and enjoyment for the world around you without needing to fill any void because you have filled that void with the love for yourself and that's such a beautiful thing with that i am going to wrap up this episode valentine's day is tomorrow so hopefully you are spending some time with a loved one whether that be a romantic partner a friend a family member or even better just with yourself cultivating that self-love baby because that is what we are here for on the wellness wave podcast i I'm so happy that you decided to join me this week. If you like this episode, please don't hesitate to give me the stars. Um, give me a follow. Go follow me on Instagram and TikTok while you're at it at Slock Sounds, S L O C K Sounds, or at the Wellness Wave Pod. Thank you so, so, so much for listening and sticking around to the end. I hope that this episode resonated with you and you're feeling a little bit more called to cultivate that good good self-love because you deserve it I deserve it we all deserve to move forward with that perspective that we are worthy and we respect ourselves non-negotiable okay (laughs) I hope you have a lovely lovely valentine's day and um, you know don't get too icked out by all the the cooties around you (laughs) I personally have always loved valentine's day because I just love the aesthetic I love all the pink the roses the hearts the cutie kid patootie stuff it's so fun (laughs) okay anyways gonna leave you with that thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the wellness wave podcast If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.